What's that timer for, Stephen? Well, you know that nothing makes me happier than a fresh cup of coffee. Ooh, I hope it's Boona Roaster's Yigrashef blend. That's my favorite. Yigrashef. Yes, it took me a little bit to get Yigrashef, but I've gotten it now. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's spelled that way, but Yigrashef, and it's my favorite. Yes, we've mentioned repeatedly how much we love Boona Roaster and Blaine so much um, that Blaine did something actually special for our listeners. And you're right, she did, being the best coffee we've had it on our, our entire lives. Absolutely. She is giving everyone who listens 10% off their first order with the coupon code HAPPY so they can try it for themselves. And I know our listeners would love her coffee not only for its flavor, but for the impact of your purchase. Yes, Blaine is a wonderful human with a small business here in Sarasota that uses only the best Ethiopian coffee beans. She aims to empower and inspire the people they work with from beans to cup. Yes, a percentage of all of her profits will be donated to the Fair Trade Farmers, Hope of Children, and Save the Children charities all in Ethiopia. So if you're ready for the best cup of coffee you will ever have, head on over to www.bunaroaster.com. That's B-U-N-A-R-O-A-S-T-E-R.com and place your order today. Do not forget to use the coupon code HAPPY for 10% off. It's easy to remember since the coffee will certainly make you happy. And speaking of happy, let's head on over to our episode. Hello, returning happies and new listeners. This is Steve Bennett-Martin. And this is Stephen Martin Bennett. And welcome to A Lifetime of Happiness on the Sun Coast. The podcast where we take you on our journey as we search for the secret to living a happy life on the Sun Coast while hopefully helping make your life happier along the way. And today, while we are still practicing social distancing, we're going to talk about some of our favorite TV shows of all time and why they make us happy. Yes, and a reminder to everyone that while our goal is to highlight things across the Sun Coast that bring happiness, we understand right now that a lot of places are being directly affected by social distancing. So while we're all at home anyway and there's nothing really coming out on TV this summer, I figured we can go over some of our favorite TV shows instead and wait until things open back up to start talking more about local places and things that make us happy. But before we get into all that, what's making you happy right now, babe? Well, as we are spending more time at home and there is less on TV, uh, you and I have been spending more time playing a game that I played a while back and fell off of, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. And even though we, we, you know, we're playing at different levels and are having different experiences with the game, just us being in the office together in the evenings and having that game time has been fun doing that, that together in a unique way. I absolutely agree. What about you, my love? And I was thinking about that. I was like, what is one thing that's making me happy? And I was really thinking about it. And I was like, I don't know what's not making me happy right now. Mm -hmm. Like, um, our life is great. Yeah. Um, We have a new puppy. Yes, Remy continues to be the best puppy ever. (laughs) Work is going really well. Our families are doing well. Just... I don't have anything to complain about at the moment. And so I that would makes say, you happy. Yeah, that makes me happy. Excellent. Well, that is a, a blessing for sure. And getting into happy news uh, while getting into uh, researching 
as things are opening back up, the happiest place in the world, Walt Disney World is getting ready to reopen, I saw last night. I did see that, and I'm glad that they're taking it very, very seriously. Yes. All of the theme parks in the Orlando area have to submit um, plans to the county, and once those plans are approved, then they're sent to the state to get approved. So it's not like they can just say, we're open. Yep. No, they have to come up with a way. And, you know, it's going to be things of only this many people yeah. in, in line and only this many people in the park. And you have to space yourself out wear in masks and wear masks if you're over two years old. And, you know, they have opened um, Disney Springs what some people used to know as downtown Disney. Yep. And that's all the shopping, entertainment, and food things. And from the pictures and things that I've seen, that's been going very well with people respecting the social distancing practices and wearing their masks. And Disney is very much cracking down of, you don't have a mask, you don't come in. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, people don't seem to have a problem with it when they're forced into doing it. It's just the people that have the option that decide that they don't really care about other people's health and safety, apparently. Oh, I am not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, because this is about happiness. But yes, yeah. uh, by the t you know this episode will be coming out on May 27th, So, but they're saying that hopefully their expected plans will get approved and they'll reopen on June 5th. And actually, I read something this afternoon since that article came out that it could be early July right now for um, Disney to open. Um, they would be opening the Magic Kingdom and um, Epcot. Okay. And then, Those are the two best ones. Yeah, and then it would be um, Disney Hollywood Studios and... I'm forgetting Animal that. Kingdom. Animal Kingdom would be opening one week later. Okay. Well, I think that that's a nice, slow, slow, safe way to roll it out. I agree. Yes. And I'm also glad for all those people that work at the Disney parks, which are over 77,000 people, which makes Disney the largest employer in Central Florida. I'm very happy that all those people are going to get to go back to work because I know that they're excited to go back as well. Yes, not only for the, the aspect of working and the socialization aspect of it, but the paychecks, more importantly, that will help support their family. 100%. Yes. So with that happy news uh, done and over with, let's get into TV. I know that that's something that we spend a lot of time doing together and talking about and participating in. And so uh, tell me what a little bit about why you love TV so much. So I grew up in rural West Virginia, and in the winter months, it's dark by 5.30, it's cold, it's snowy, and there's not really a city, like, I lived in a small town, it's not really like you could go anywhere except on the weekends to the movie theater, or when you were younger, to the skating rink, so especially during the winter... A lot of time is spent with the family watching TV shows. So that was just a part of growing up where um, it wasn't like you see some people talk about online, oh, the television was the babysitter. No, it was more of a um, family activity mm -hmm. where we watched shows together. We talked about the shows and we interacted with each other about characters we liked and didn't and things like that. So if was a family thing growing up with TV 
And I definitely have some favorites. What about you? What made you get into television? Well, I mean, I've always loved, you know, television as well. It was just, uh, you know, always, you know, movies are great, but their stories never really get involved. It's the same way that I've always been a fan of novels and long books. The more you get to know characters, the, the more attached to them you are and the more you care about them. And so something about like long running TV shows that really let you grow attached was something that like intrigued me so much that, you know, as a psychology major, I wrote my college thesis on television, how people can use it as a method of counseling or coping. And so that's, that's something that, you know, I've always, it's always brought me happiness, but it's also gotten me through some hard times too. So I thought that it would be a great thing to talk about and i think we all have our favorites of shows yes and i know your absolute favorite but why don't you tell the audience and tell them a little bit about why it's your favorite yes well um anyone who knows me personally most likely knows that buffy the vampire slayer is my favorite show of all time and it goes beyond just being a really big fan of a tv show that was on 20 years ago I've been told. I, I don't know how other people love their favorite TV shows, but, you know, I listen to two podcasts a week, you know, that release episodes weekly about old episodes. I am on, like, probably my 15th or 16th rewatching of the series right now while we're going through social distancing. I've read the comics. They're the offshoot books. It's something that, you know, as much as it was a TV show a while back, it's become something that's still part of culture now for me. And I, I just, I love it so much that, um, you know, I have the one tattoo that I have is of a tattoo from Buffy on my back. And it, that was the main point or like the, the example I used throughout my, my college thesis. So it's something that's been near and dear to me. And Angel gets a notable shout out, but that's, you know, having that take another spot kind of is cheating because it's kind of like yeah, after season three, you watch that and Buffy together. And I can honestly say that I had maybe seen two episodes of Buffy before Steve and I got together. And within the first year and a half of us living together, I and he binged Buffy and Angel. And I can honestly say that I'm a huge fan. Yeah, It's done very well. They're definitely just... It's great writing, great characters. You get invested... I like it a lot. Yes. I mean, the, the character growths and arcs, again, were one thing, but, I mean, with with episodes like Fool for Love or The Body or Once More with Feeling or Tabula Rasa, I could keep on going, but I, I feel like, you know, they've actually, Buffy, as much as it's a, sh a show about a, a young girl who fights vampires, it's also some of the best written fiction, like, out there in any medium. So I will stop gushing because I could just do a whole other podcast all about my love for Buffy, and I'll let you get into yours, which I know it, what it will be because you tried to get me to watch as much as I could of it, and you even had a collage from back in the day. I, yes, my favorite show from the early 90s, uh, I mean, it ran through the, whole, the 90s, was Melrose Place, which was a spinoff of 90210, but I actually liked Melrose Place a lot more. My cousin Christy got me into watching it, and I fell in love with these strong characters that stood up for themselves, and they were witty and sarcastic, and they didn't take any crap from people. And it was just... You didn't see a lot of powerful people owning who they were on TV at that time and just unapologetically being who they were. 
And I can say it started my love of leopard print because Heather Locklear's sheets were leopard print sheets. So mm-hmm. the first time I found leopard print sheets, I had those for a long time. And you know that we have several leopard print blankets around the house. Yes. And in that show, did you typically identify with, with the heroes or the, the villainesses? Mm, I hate to use the word villain, um, but the characters that were more rounded and tended towards more of the gray area. Or like, chaos. Yes, like um, Amanda Woodward, Dr. Kimberly Shaw, mm-hmm. Dr. Michael Mancini. Those were definitely my favorite characters. I've always loved a good villain, and because I think they're more well-written, and they get to experience a lot more depth to their personality than some of the good characters do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and one of these days, I'm sure we'll get through a full re- rewatch, but that had quite the, a, a number of seasons it, and episodes. Well, it does. And one of the things that Melrose did that a lot of other shows didn't do, um, these days you're lucky if a show gets 22 episodes a season. And sometimes that feels like it's too long. Right. And Melrose usually did between 34 and 36 episodes a season every single year. So in less than... You know, like, like it was seven seasons, but I think they um, got really close to 300 episodes in that time. So we, Steve and I made it through the full first three seasons. He got to see the one where, spoiler alert, the apartment blew up. Yes. And then um, we just had a lot of stuff on TV. Yeah. And we didn't get back to it, but I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, oh. I want to start back with season four. Oh, well, then before you think about that anymore, I'm going to change the topic to my next favorite (laughs) show, which is a more recent show I picked, uh, The Good Place, which recently just wrapped up its final season. So it is the perfect time to binge through The Good Place on Netflix right now. It's truly a happy show. Like you watch an episode and it just makes you so happy. It's so witty. It's a funny, like laugh out loud. So laugh out loud funny. Yeah, you're you're and by the time like you're done laughing, you realize that it's actually really heartwarming and that you care about these characters as well. And again, just the places that the show goes to unexpected twists and turns while staying fresh season after season. It's it's you know, the, the, with the concept of, you know, you died and you went to heaven, but you don't think you belong there and what does that mean? But like it's funny. Yeah, you're in the good place, but you don't think you belong in the good place, and it's really just, you should watch it. Yes. And one, I want to just shoot this in there real quick, because it didn't make either of our top three lists, but it's also another new show, was Shit's Creek. Yes. And I think that's also on Netflix. It has such talent, such good writing. If you're looking for a show that's just going to make you feel good, Watch Shit's Creek on Netflix. It is the perfect thing to binge right now, and you just feel good while watching it. Yes, and the, the, the final season should be on Netflix within the next six months or so, at, I would say. At, at the most. Yes. So my next choice is something that I have seen every episode, I don't know how many times, because it, I think, is the king of syndication and reruns. It would be... Or the queen. Or the queen. It's the one where I can say, thank you for being a friend. It's the Golden Girls. Yes. I I know that that is a great show that you had me do a run through, and I I lapped it all up happily. Yes. And that was, I mean, 
in college, it was always on Lifetime at um, 6 and 6.30. And, you know, Designing Women was on at 5 and 5.30. And we'd be cooking dinner while Designing Women was on. And then we'd eat while Golden Girls was on. And it was just a thing that our friends watched. And we'll still quote it at each other regularly regularly i was gonna say and i i you've even gotten into my vernacular a couple of their catchphrases <laughs> or funny things from episodes yes yes so what is something else that makes you happy just to watch it uh, well i would say my third one and i wanted to do something reality because i there's not many reality shows that will get me involved but i think this is just nostalgia alone because i've watched it again every episode since season one and that's big brother um, and then also it's it's recent spinoff Celebrity Big Brother, which is just as fun. Um, if anything, the characters have been more likable recently. But um, that it's one that makes me happy in general. It's going to make me sad that it's not going to be on this summer, but it'll make me happy when it comes back. And you can still binge the past seasons on CBS All Access if you're interested. But it was a great reality show where people are just locked into a house 24-7. But you know the, the personal drama can get fun, but it's also the, the more the competitions and the gameplay that get me really really into it where you you know you end up voting for the underdogs or the nice guys i love to root for the underdog and and that's one show where i don't like it if someone is like honestly mean Mm -hmm. like that i don't consider them villains i just consider them mean yeah like oh like josh with the the hot clanging uh, that season not like and some of the ones that lie about the other people to the point where people think that they're racist or awful. Yeah. And like I have no respect for that. Like you know I love a villain, but that's just wrong. Yes, but that I just, mean like the competitions are fun. Yes. Like Otev and a lot of the ones that come back. Each and I year. love Julie Chen. Yeah, Julie Chen is awesome too. Julie Chen Moonves. Sorry, Julie Chen Moonves, yes. Yes. So um with that being said, that that kind of rounds out my top three that I could think of today that give you a, a kind of a wide a range of options. What about your third so favorite show? So my third is from my childhood, and it I have seen, again, thanks to syndication and TBS, I have seen every episode so many times to the point where they feel like family. It would be the Brady Bunch. And I grew up with, you know, Greg, Marsha, Jan, Peter, Bobby, Cindy, and the whole gang. And... It was, you know, you learned to, you don't throw a ball in the house and that you're never going to be a teen model and that you shouldn't get lost in the Grand Canyon. You learn a lot of good life lessons. And you were prepared for when your voice changed. Oh, yes. And it's, you just got to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to change, you got to rearrange. And it's a good, wholesome show that it's another one that just makes you smile watching it. I know it's not for everybody, but the Brady Bunch was a good, happy place. Yes, and you still spend time with them every Christmas. I do, because A Very Brady Christmas is one of the best Christmas movies. If you were a Brady fan growing up and you have never seen A Very Brady Christmas, find it. Watch on the it black on, market. <laughs> which I did. And watch it at Christmas time. Like, the, I'm not going to say it, but tears every time. It's good. Yes. And... Any honorable mentions that were so hard not to write on the list? I know you mentioned Shit's Creek, but in, in passing, any other honorable mentions? Oh, um, I mean, like, 
there were several, like, I'll always tell you, oh, that's my happy show, and there's always one at a time. Like, there was a show on ABC called Pushing Daisies, or The CW Had Heart of Dixie, or I also grew up at Gilligan's Island and Scooby-Doo. Like, I like to have the shows that make you feel good. Yes. For sure. And I would say, like I, I mentioned, Angel is a notable mention. Uh, a lot of Joss Whedon shows, you know, were my teens and young adult years. Like Dollhouse was a good one with Eliza Dushku. And so, uh, you know, there are plenty of good shows uh, out there, but those are some of our favorites. And in terms of favorites, we also asked some of our fans on our Facebook page what were some of their happiest shows. And we got some great answers, didn't we? We did get a lot of great answers. So why don't you tell me about some of the your favorites? So um, my friend Kathy Gafrida Bailey, um, big fan of Full House and The Golden Girls, um, Monika Green, that you know, also The Golden Girls, Andrea Keaton, uh, also The Golden Girls, my cousin Jenny Long, Pee Wee's Playhouse. She has been a fan of Pee Wee Herman from way back in the day and side note she was very excited when i told her that i knew him personally yep. and got her an autograph um my friend heather scarponato the love boat in fantasy island our friend marian hernandez golden girls and her favorite i love lucy and um my niece Corey whiting also likes parks and recreation Oh, and Logan's mentioned that as well. Yeah, and he likes The Office a lot. Yes, and and some of my friends that made comments, we actually had two people, both Stephanie and Shelly, who voted Brady Bunch as well. So you were onto something there. See, uh, our, it's our, a sunshine day. I was going to say, our sweet mom said Sesame Street is a happy show, which oh, I'm sure she I has mean, happy memories of you guys growing up with that. We all... I, Funny enough, back in the day, yeah. Oscar the Grouch, mm. always a favorite. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Christy and Jeannie, Christy said Andy Griffin, and Jeannie said the Waltons, both of which I'm not too familiar with, but I'm, I'm sure they're they're great. Are they of a, a earlier time than I might know? They're, the Waltons are from even earlier than what I would know. I know that they it was in syndication and, you know, John Boy Walton and all that. Yes, well, I, I know Jeannie's a very happy person when she's not stressed out, so I'm sure that it's a very happy show. Thank you, Jeannie. And so... Uh, you know, you could be our next fan that we mentioned as well. So all you need to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, like us on Facebook, or engage with any of our posts on Facebook, or you can at us on Twitter at Happy Life Pod. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-I-F-E-P-O-D. Yes, and with social distancing getting you know less and less distancing and more and more social with things opening up again slowly, um, we are going to be starting to highlight local people, places, businesses, things you know up and down the Sun Coast that make us happy. And so if either you yourself know of something that you'd like to talk about or you have something that you'd like to nominate as a suggestion where you'd like us to go find a guest or talk about something, make sure you also email us at happylifepod at gmail.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-I-F-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Spelling is fundamental, and we are so good. Yes. Um, you can also find out more about this podcast over at our website, www.happylifepod.com. I don't, and I'm, I'm not going to We don't need to spell at that time. No. I think you got it. Yep. Uh, or you can visit our Patreon page to help support the show. All of our episodes are free 
And, you know, Patreon helps us to keep this great content coming for free. And you can also unlock special VIP bonus content while helping support local causes like Feed the Front. Before we go, why don't you tell us one more time what Feed the Front is? Yes, Feed the Front is a local initiative that I'm volunteering with through work and being part of the Sarasota County Aging Network, but it's to give back to the local uh, caregivers, nurses, and RNs and LPNs that are out in the field caring for all of us, especially those who have been most directed by COVID, Um, but we've been going to hospitals, to skilled nursing facilities, to assisted living communities in the near future, so it's it's a great initiative, and that's the one that I've chosen for the month of June. Any uh, new patrons that join, I will match their patron donation to uh, help contribute to that cause. And I'll make sure that in the future months we have other causes to donate as well. That is amazing. But until next time, stay stay happy. happy.